Well, latest data have revealed uh, or have revealed uh, by the organization Ritsishta that uh, uncaring attitudes, lack of treatment, uh, literacy information, and poor patient confidentiality in at least a number of Gauteng clinics. Now, this, the third edition of the State of Health report, uh, compares data over the last two years of community-led monitoring in Gauteng. And the data indicates that there is nothing for the health department to celebrate. It seems that the health department is uh, fraught with, well, mis- or non-information the lack of uh, caring and uh, what, what they call palliative attitudes towards patients. And this is a source of major concern for health care. Now, one thing is the lack of the facilities or the infrastructure itself. That's bad enough, which Gauteng in many provinces have acutely experienced over the last few years. But the lack of attitude and the lack of caring administered uh, or shown by administrative Uh, staff and nurses and those in positions of power happen to be a source of concern. Well, we discuss the matter with Divo Rabao, Resista Project Coordinator. Uh, Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you for having us. And thank you for, uh, you know, for joining us. I mean, what were the main concerns as revealed in the latest, uh, you know, report? I mean, data over the past two years collated from community-led monitoring in Gauteng. What did, what, what were the concerns that came up? Um, so I think one of the main concerns that really came up is really so the issues of staff attitudes, um, especially towards people who are living with HIV. Um, we found that there's still about 65% of uh, people who thought that clinic staff um, were friendly and professional. However, we still had about 25% of, um, of, of, of patients who would say that if they happened to miss an appointment, they would either be shouted at when they returned um, or they'd be sent back to the end of the queue. And it's issues like these that stop people from adhering to their treatment and end up not going to the facility knowing that I'm going to get there, I'm going to be shouted like a small child, why didn't you come on a specific day? Yet we know that people live like complicated lives and it's not just people People who live with um, with HIV, but I could, um, you know, tomorrow happen to miss an appointment because I've got something going on. Maybe I've got a sick child and I can't go to the facility, for example. What do we understand? I mean, like reading from the uh, from the uh, preliminary report there, and the uh, you know my, my preamble to this discussion that, that this took place over a couple of years. Which areas and cities in Gauteng did you primarily focus, uh, you know, the studies on to gain this information and, you know, to, to find these revelations that this is the state of healthcare and, uh, and attitudes in, in, in Gauteng's health system? Okay, so as Richard say, um, nationally we monitor in eight provinces and we monitor over 400 facilities. In Gauteng specifically, we monitor about plus minus 126 facilities. And these facilities are in the city of Tswane, city of Johannesburg, Ekuruleni, and we have um, plus minus 12 sites in Sidiweng. Um, and that is where we do our core monitoring in those um, districts. You know, in interviewing uh, 
these these patients or people who uh, you know use clinic facilities uh, you did raise the issue of those who are living with hiv but uh, you know the attitudes towards the elderly in concern that we've seen uh, you know a, a rise of of many complaints about elder abuse and and people taking advantage of the most vulnerable in you know in the community uh, did you also get a sense that there was this issue uh, broadly across the board that those in the elder segment, uh, expected, expected women, uh, people with, with disabilities, they were now shunned at and they were now treated uh, you know, in a way that's, that, that's not a reflective of or what should be a reflection of our society. Yes, so um, when we do our monitoring, our survey also includes a section where we look at or speak to general patients in the facilities before it goes into the people living with HIV um, section. So we've had a number of um, reports from elderly people um, telling us that they also wake up extremely early in the morning to go and start queuing in the line um, so that they can also be seen on time. Um, And though there is like the standard operating procedures where elderly Elderly people shouldn't generally stand in the queue. Um, many felt that you, you can't just go and push in in the queue when you're seeing that either the queue is not moving or it looks like the facility is being slow on that particular day. We've even got testimonies from elderly people indicating that they sometimes can't get some of their treatments. Um, they are told to go to the pharmacy to go and buy treatment and they are living off their pensions and they can't afford to go and visit a clinic or a discount to buy that medication on a weekly or a monthly basis. You you know, also in the report, I've seen that the nine key issues were mentioned. I mean, what were the nine key issues? If you could summarize them uh, in the third edition of your latest uh, Restigia State of Health report in the province itself. I mean, if, if you could summarize these, these nine key issues for us, I know you have touched upon uh, some of them by way of, uh, you know, courtesy, and which was unfortunately lacking uh, by many healthcare workers. But these nine issues that represent the core of that report, what would they be? So the key issues that we, 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 we include in the report are issues around art collection. And here we look at issues around ARV refill lens. Um, we are finding that in, in, in South Africa as a whole, we are falling behind when it comes um, to the issues of ARV refills. Um, we've got other PEPFAR-supported countries that are sitting on um, three to six months refills. Yet in South Africa, we still have uh, people living with HIV reporting that they are only getting a one-month refill, for example, or two-month refill. And having to go back to the clinic over and over again also adds on to the issues where people living with HIV are not just like in a queue or waiting the whole day just to get their treatment and basically go home. So by decanting people out of facilities, um, we can make sure that there's less burden to our facility staff as well, as they have to. They, they would then see fewer um, patients on 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 a, like on certain days. Um, we also have issues around staffing and waiting times. Um, they are they, they, we have had like increased numbers of staff vacancies um, within the province and I think the most um, understaffed cadre that is reported by facility managers is professional nurses, um, usually followed by enrolled nurses as well as data capturers. Um, We also have issues around issues of infrastructure where 
facilities um, are, are unable to keep up with the numbers that come in into the facilities. Facilities need extra space for filing uh, systems. They need extra space for HIV counseling and testing. Um, we also need extra space for patients to wait and waiting areas are quite small, which then leads to um, us not being able to manage our TB infection control. So those are some of the key issues that are raised um, within the report, just to name a few. You know, uh, I, I know that this report, of course, primarily focused on, on patient needs, uh, you know, those that were using the clinic facilities. But does it somehow indicate somewhere a reason? I mean, a nurse shouting at a patient or behaving in a rude way, they could be various factors. And of course, at the same time, one doesn't want to, uh, you know, speculate that why is this here being done so often? Uh, is it being overburdened, overworked, uh, the lack of training? But is there any possible way that the report gives us an indication that why are patients in Gauteng treated so badly? I think that the key indication that we try to, to show is that in most instances, um, they are very high. There's a high level of staff shortages. And the report will show, already does show, that um, if we can fill up most of the positions in the facilities, then we won't have um, patients having to see more patients than they would have to on a, on a regular or a daily basis. So I think that is the, that is the core um, the, or the key fact that we want to bring to the fore, that we really need to start filling all of those vacancies to ensure that there's enough staff and facilities to ensure that the clinic is actually running. Uh, where to from now, Ms. Rambao? I mean, how do you address the situations, uh, you know, going forward? We've got the report in our hand. Uh, it's been public, and that's what we've been talking about here right now. Where does it go from here? Does it go to the Department of Health? Does it go to uh, some ministry in the hope of some recommendations and remedial actions being taken? So, so over the past three days, we have had um, community accountability meetings with district managers um, across the three districts in which we're monitoring in. So that's um, City of Johannesburg, Ekuruleni, as well as Twane. Um, today's meeting that we held on in Soshanguve Block BB was also attended to by um, the NEC. So going forward, um, along with the other PLHIV sector organizations, we are going to keep on having engagement with the departments, um, with the district departments, departments as well, because each uh, district basically has its own set of recommendations um, that they need to commit to and also work towards to ensure that we rebuild the healthcare system. You know, finally, uh, this particular, of course, study uh, and this this data was focusing primarily upon, you know, uh, in fact, upon Gauteng and I think a bit of Kuruleni as well. Uh, is there some plan to extend this to the rest of the country? I mean, we, we've been hearing complaints out of uh, KZM, the Eastern Cape in particular, about similar situations and with all likelihood it, it exists and it prevails in other places as well. But mm-hmm. have there been any, uh, uh, you know, uh, thoughts of extending the study to see how those clinics are are functioning by way of patient treatment. Okay, so as Richard said, we do monitor um, within eight provinces. 
um, including KZN. And the next province that we're going to be launching the State of Health report for is in Bumalanga. Um, we're just yet to still release the dates um, for those district accountability meetings, as well as the overall State of Health report for Mpumalanga. So um, across the year, we will be sharing the data, sharing presentations, as well as um, State of Health reports for each of these provinces. Thank you so much for joining us on Radio Islam International with that uh, well concerning update itself and one hopes that the you know better outcome comes out of it. It goes in the hands of the right uh, of the right individuals that can now hopefully uh, make a change for the better in the interest of uh, of patients. And thank you for your time. Thank you so much for having us. Well, that was the uh, this year's version of the Ritista, uh, you know, uh, report, and this primarily primarily covers the issue of healthcare, not so much about infrastructure.